Of course, our platform also automatically send all this content, but sometimes the customers just want extra, uh, like extra information. So they can answer those questions on the side directly to engage with customers' individual question. The other thing we do is we also collect what the customers like to talk about before the show as well. So they can submit uh, certain questions or certain things they want to know more. So that is as a starting point. You're listening to E-Commerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company powered by Shopify. Listen to real conversations with partners and subject matter experts as they share proven practical strategies, platforms, and the best Shopify apps to help you accelerate your business. The time is now for you to improve efficiencies, grow revenue, profit, and lifetime customer loyalty. Please welcome your host, startup founder and strategic advisor, Steve Hutt. Before today's episode, I have a question for you. How many marketing experiments have you done in the last four weeks? How about in the last year? Now look, if you're doing seven or eight figures in revenue on your website or more, and you're not doing conversion optimization, you're leaving a ton of cash on the table. You won't scale to the next level and you're going to get your lunch eaten by the competition over the next 12 months. Now our sponsor, Conversion Fanatics, runs thousands, I mean that, thousands of experiments each year for clients like Clorox, Burt's Bees, NBC Sports. We have a whole list here, Golf Channel, Harper Collins, ClickFunnels. I can rattle off a ton. There's an incredible amount of brands, including Shopify brands, that they run these experiments on. And what Conversion Fanatics does is that optimizes your Shopify store so you can get a lot more customers, scale up your traffic much faster, and see a lot more profit fall into your bottom line. And they make it easy, and they handle everything. So go to conversionfanatics.com for a free site proposal today and tell them e-commerce Fastlane sent you because traffic without maximizing conversions, in my opinion, is sad. Well, hey there, my name is Steve Hutt. I'm Senior Merchant Success Manager here at Shopify and welcome back to Season 5 of e-commerce Fastlane. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a weekly subscriber, I seriously appreciate the fact that you're taking time and listening to the show today. I know there's plenty of podcast choices out there in Shopify e-commerce and direct-to-consumer marketing. And just the fact that you're here today really does mean the world to me, and it definitely does to my featured guest. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e-commerce show. We have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, if you're an ambitious lifelong learner, which you likely are since you're here today, you're definitely in the right place. I also highly recommend to get the full value of today's episode that you click through from your podcast app to the show notes. That'll be at ecommercefastlane.com. And there you'll find the full transcript, all the links, and all the resources that we mentioned today. In today's episode, my guest is Frost Lee, who is the CEO and founder of a company called Social Chat. And they're at socialchat.ai. And they're a software and Shopify app. And what they do is they enable you to host a live stream shopping events directly on your Shopify store. I guarantee you, you've seen a lot of live events that have been happening lately, either the one-to-one or the one-to-many kind of option. 
And so I know today is gonna to be uh, an excellent conversation. There's gonna to guarantee to be a ton of learnings around live video and the excitement around it. And then how your Shopify store can connect with existing technology, but you owning that journey of live video and selling. So it's really, really cool. So hi Frost, welcome to e-commerce Fastlane. Hi, thanks for having me here today. Oh, my pleasure. Hopefully I didn't butcher at the top of the show about what social chat does. So it's very interesting to me because I really believe that what's going on in China, they seem to be leading the way about, uh, and I just see the amount of, like I see Singles Day and I see all these different events and things that ha that are happening in China with live video. And I've even seen pictures on the internet that show like literally probably a hundred people in a room with a ring light presenting and doing things. It's so interesting to me that, that wow. And then the billions of dollars in revenue that's being generated through live video. It's so exciting what's happening in China. And I think slowly North American brands are learning that, hey, what can we learn from what's going on in China? So and I think that's where social chat kind of fits into this mix. So I just maybe you can share a little bit on a high level first about your platform and just kind of some of the problems that uh, you believe you're solving and bringing to North American brands today. Absolutely, Steve. So I think in general, when people shop online, they still want all the in-person shopping experiences, which includes interactive, uh, interactive activities and conversations with the brands and other customers. And that's why live shopping is so interesting because you can have a very authentic conversation, learning more about the product, getting the recommendations, and also learn from other customers even about what is their experience when they are using the products and when they are shopping. Number two is, as I am coming to the store, sometimes maybe there's not an event going on, just like we are shopping in life. However, we can actually see all these existing videos and the existing recorded content out there and really pick what is relevant to us and as we are going around. So I think that interactive and relevant personal experience also come for users to decide what they want to purchase out there. It's interesting though, I always talk about, uh, you know, product reviews as table stakes. That's the good starting point. You got to have text reviews. And then the next thing you always say, okay, UGC, we want user generated content. We want authentic photos of people actually using the product and then people put them on the product details page. Then the next thing is, no, 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 no. We want to have video on their product details pages of people actually unboxing experience or if it's makeup or skincare brand or whatever it is, you can see the person actually using the product. And that's even the next level up of kind of social proof, I guess, around it. But it really elevates things, I can see for sure, when it's running live because everybody knows that there's no way of doctoring it up. You wonder if reviews are real. You sometimes wonder if these are paid endorsements from influencers. But when you're watching live video, it almost appears that it's much more authentic because it's really hard to fake it. It's just either you're, you love the product and you're really there to demo and show it and offer a great, you know, a deal that goes along with it. Um, I think it's quite interesting that that's kind of where your company is headed and kind of helping these brands. Yeah, absolutely. And also not only you are live, uh, you are doing a live conversation with a brand. Also, like other customers are there at the same time. So the interactions between different customers and the fact like we actually learn what people are asking and afterwards like resurfacing the content back to the customers also make them feel exactly to your point. It's very genuine. 
right? Because you actually see another human there talking with you. And all the scripts are going to be like sent to you afterwards about, oh, this is why you have uh, interacting with all these folks. Ah, I see. Okay. That yeah. makes complete sense. So it's others that are actually helping kind of close the deal a bit. They're asking the right questions. You're learning more. And then as a brand, you get all of these transcripts back and going, aha, uh -huh, our next live event, we're going to make sure we talk about this, this, and this, and this, because these are the sort of questions people were asking. So that's really cool. I like that idea. I'd, I'd like to pivot a bit about about your origin story because it's it's always, I don't know, for me, I feel very blessed that I'm in this position where I get to interview founders and, and kind of the, the software that they're building to help Shopify brands and just would love to understand about how the pieces came together for you and your founding team. Like where did the desire and the expertise come from to want to get involved in, in kind of live video selling? Absolutely. So a little bit about my personal history, I guess. I started my career as a machine learning engineer and where when I was at Wish with most of my team members right now, we built this marketing automation system that was serving hundreds of millions of customers and also deploying like a lot of budget back then. So as we are looking into the brand space, most of the brands, they cannot really put their time into hiring a machine learning team uh, to develop product for all these on-site content recommendation, uh, building interactive content, and at the end, like doing all these analytics to feedback to what are the future events or the future endeavors should be. So we decided to basically build this as a SaaS program to offer all these brands what we used to build on different platforms and different brands that we did. So everyone can enjoy that. Uh, so that's the story. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So that was part of the wish. Uh, Wish.com is a massive company. <laughs> I know. Wow. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes because those that don't know who Wish is and kind of what they do, it's uh, pretty amazing. And they're in like, I don't know, 70 some countries in the world and kind of doing their thing. So it's pretty awesome. One of the questions I have too is about just, you know, just live selling in general. I'm, I made a comment about the fact that it seems like North American brands tend to look to China, at least for some leading edge about kind of well, what's going on there. Part of its population and just, you know, technology adoption. And there's lots of things going on in China. And so brands and technology companies tend to look to see what's happening there. And I know live selling is one of those things. Since you, you're kind of boots on the ground and you're building uh, in this space, like, what do you think the future looks like, you know, for live commerce? I'm just curious from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would just become a commodity, really, because when you are making a purchase decision, nowadays, the brands are more trying to use discount to convince us. But if it's a new brand, if it's a new product, and I don't really know why I should have it, or I should know about this, this can really not change my purchase decision, right? It's usually the content. And people are more and more in desire of, like what you just said, like free genuine, free social, free interactive content instead of like long blog posts. And that's why we're now talking in podcast, right? So people want gets more visual. So I really feel uh, the entire online shopping will go into way more like video driven, way more interaction driven and way more social driven as how customers shopping behaviors just change towards that way. Right. One thing I noticed, I've interviewed uh, another 
SaaS product that is more about maybe clienteling, meaning kind of a one-to-one kind of thing where you book an appointment um, and you have a stylist on video and you can have a shared cart and you can do these, these sorts of things. I find that um, as as interesting as that is, I, I feel that kind of what you're building is a different departure than that. Can you kind of contrast the difference between the one-to-one sort of live selling opportunity versus the one-to-many, which is the solution that you're building? Yeah, so I think the difference is we are not only building the live shopping experience, but also all these videos that have been created either through live or they pre-recorded it, stay on the website as part of the user's shopping journey. And we actually build this recommendation system. So for example, it's kind of like when you are shopping in the store, you are picking between like a few items. And on the internet, what you do is you click through different pages, right? And you are going back and forth, you are like learning. And we detect that behavior and then we basically recommend a relevant video for the customers. Or when they are leaving the site without doing anything, we know, well, we saw you were hesitating because you were just looking at the ingredients page for a long time. Maybe you want to learn more about the formulas uh, of this skincare product. So from there, uh, we really try to make it almost like a personal uh, shopper that is recommending all this uh, content for the customer, like automatically on the site, which is much harder to do if it's like a one-to-one, like sales conversation right? to scale. I see. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. What, what were some of the hurdles? I'm just thinking out loud here about, you know, someone says, yeah, okay, I see the value in the kind of one-to-many. I can create a campaign and run a few ads or send, you know, an, an, an SMS or an email blast out to my list saying, hey, um, there's going to be a special promotion or a special release of a certain product. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be like an official release on this date. And so people show up. I'm curious about like, like from your side, like what does a successful campaign look like? Is there, is, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out maybe the technical side of it or maybe even the talent side of it. Um, cause maybe not everybody is great on camera. I want to see from your perspective, you've seen a lot of like successful campaigns. What are some of the pieces of the puzzle that make it great? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Steve, I want to, uh, share one of the brand partner we work with. And really, I think one beautiful thing you already mentioned about live shopping is really the authentic content. Uh, so this skincare company, their chief science officer, she literally just sit in her living room. Yeah. And then, yeah, she doesn't even have uh, any fancy microphone, any camera, and she's just there. And talking about how she creates the product and why this product is good for different kind of customers and they just jump in then ask relevant questions uh, some of the questions are just super specific such as i'm already 70 years old is this too late for me to start using anti-aging product and the beautiful thing is before she even answered other customers already chimed in and say hey i'm 72 i love this product and you know, so I feel that experience was really amazing. It just feels super authentic. And she, as the person who actually created the formula as the chief science officer, 
uh, was just like really not trying to push for sales. You know, she she's not like, oh, if you buy it now and get crazy discount, she was like very honest and just talking about why the ingredients and they actually have crazily like think 10 different patterns around their product and like why it is superior. So I think that experience was very convincing for the customers uh, to make the purchase decision. I see. And that and that company is uh, OneSkin. Uh, yes. Dot, dot co, I believe. Yeah. And they're actually a Shopify user. Yeah, no, I see that. It's yeah. excellent. I'm going to make sure I put this in the show notes for everyone so you can actually have a look to see kind of how they've implemented the solution um, on on their website. One other thing I was thinking about too, so I guess, you know, there's no need for, like you said, no, no fancy equipment. At the end of the day, it's just like, you know, know the product and then learn, you know, learn as you go a little bit about the comments and like kind of the, the, the chat trail that's happening along with the video and just, just being honest and transparent. Like this show, I mean, that's the whole idea. We kind of wing it on this show and I think, but on the flip side though, it's nice to have a little bit of research ahead of time so you kind of know where you're headed. And I guess it's the same thing on live video. We're going to be promoting um, a certain collection of product. We want to talk about a certain kind of condition. Let's say we're talking the skincare side of it. If it's acne, okay, great. Well, let's talk about it and let's, you know, and here's some of the solutions and the science behind it all. So knowing your product and then knowing how to look at the camera and articulate it, but then also glancing over and reading chats and doing call outs. I think there's got to be uh, kind of a best practices about how you can be very engaging with a live audience. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are a few interesting observations that I saw how a good event is happening. One is some companies, they actually do have moderators on the site uh, like talking to the audience in the chat. And they will have a small official badge so customers know it is then. Because sometimes a customer just say, hey, I really love the video you just showed or the deck you just shared. Can you please send it to me? Uh, of course, our platform also automatically send all this content, but sometimes the customers just want extra, uh, like extra information. So they can answer those questions on the side directly to engage with customers' individual question. The other thing we do is we also collect what the customers like to talk about before the show as well. So they can submit uh, certain questions or certain things they want to know more. So that is as a starting point uh, when they start talking before the customers chime in and like engage more. But the most important thing I think that really make a difference is really just the brand talking about their core value, like why this product is amazing. And because after each uh, event, they'll get the analytics of minute by minute, when does the customer react the best? Either they make a purchase decision or they like your product or they visit the product page or they add the product to the cart or they just add a lot of comments. So the brand end up learning more and more that what is the information the customers like to learn about the most. Scale up your traffic much faster and see a lot more profit fall into your bottom line. And they make it easy and they handle everything. 
So go to conversionfanatics.com for a free site proposal today and tell them e-commerce Fastlane sent you because traffic without maximizing conversions, in my opinion, is sad. So over time, it gets more interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Another question I have too is about what is different from your platform maybe versus some live selling opportunities or just live streaming options available on a lot of the social platforms because they do, I mean, even this podcast, potentially I could be on LinkedIn live right now and Twitter and on Facebook, um, you know, in real time, I can be streaming out now. And so I think the underlying streaming technology is available through these social networks, but why is it different versus what you're doing directly on the website? Yeah. So I think there are two parts. Number one is really the brand shopping experience, right? When users are browsing around and a relevant video content or live event is recommending to them, that is actually related to what they already have looked at. So that's a very organic experience for the customer. And thanks to Shopify integration, they can shop directly there in the shopping cart that always use on the store and check out with the existing account. So everything just in the same place. And also all this information of every single person, which Shopify account actually interact with this video, what do they like? All these user activities are known by the brand. So the recommendation engine that we provide can further always recommend relevant results to the brand and only on the brand side. On the contrary, if you do it on the social media, I think number one, the information is more opaque. So you'll find on a user ID, AACC, nice weather comment on your video, but you don't know how to reach out to them. Most of the time, you cannot really reach out to them. Two is you don't know if they have ever purchased on your website. So it's really hard to match back to your Shopify account. And number three is it's just so much friction to make a purchase. So we have customers uh, who did both IG Life and uh, and afterwards now, now they are using us. They actually did a case study. They were like, oh, the conversion rate was like, actually, it's crazy when they first told me, I didn't believe that even myself. They were like, the conversion rate of purchase was five times higher just because it was a much better experience for the customers when they're on the store. I see. Now, people could still run ads on a, a campaign and saying, hey, or send a list out, you know, blast out their their SMS or their email and saying, hey, um, we're doing a live event here. And the live event link you have, I guess, could be gated and just ready on the live date. And then that page opens up or or is, is the video embedded on the PDP page for what it is that you're presenting? I'm just curious on like, I guess the, I guess the customer's experience of what does it look like? Because I haven't seen a live event yet. I have a couple of your case studies here, but I haven't seen a live event yet where the the embed is playing on the customer's site. Yeah, absolutely. So when the customers, they are inviting their users to join a future live event, there is a event page of all the details and they can RSVP. So we automatically send them a calendar invite so they wouldn't forget about it. And on the day of that RSVP page, which just automatically become the live page, 
So they don't really have to be redirected anywhere else. Uh, it will just become the video page. We also embed videos into the PDP once the live event has ended, or if we find out a lot of people who RSVP for the event are relevant to the product page they are visiting and they were using this to make a purchase decision. So we have both I see. Uh, in short. So, okay, so the RCP turns into the live page and then the embed uh, later on, if it turns out to be a, a successful event and we want to get more reach out of it, if we want to repurpose that content on our PDP page, if people play that embed, do they get to have the same live experience? Meaning, can they still add to cart from within the, the recorded video or is this only in the live video option that you can kind of add to cart? Of course, they can still do all the interactions they have. Uh, so not only they can add to the cart, they can still ask questions and they can still do all these operations. Then the brand would get the script as always. That there are more people asking questions from there. I'm going to be devil's advocate because <laughs> that's what I do. I think there are other live selling options out there uh, or live shopping options, you know, you know, to direct consumer brands. I mean, I'm sure in the Shopify app store, I know there's a few I've interviewed at different ones, the one-to-one or the one-to-many kind of option. I just would love to understand about how uh, social chat's been intentionally differentiated, I think, based on others in the ecosystem. So I just would like to understand what your value prop is. I kind of get it, but I want to know how your solution as it relates to others in the space and, and, and why, why you've built it the way you've built it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that question. Uh, so what we really want to do is we want to do basically a video-driven shopping experience or like more like video-driven shopping experience for customers. So I think the biggest differentiator we have other than we have all these like live and video shopping events, but also we have a recommendation system out there. So we get all the way from whether you run ads or invite customers through different channels to all the user on-site behaviors to recommend the relevant content to the users, either throughout their journey when they're shopping on the website, or even we follow up with them uh, through the CRM system directly. So we have integration with Clofio, for example, that the customers always use to follow up afterwards because it's important to follow up uh, for users to actually make a purchase. Or we even uh, feedback uh, all the user shopping behaviors to their advertisement channels. So for example, these people ask a lot of questions about this product. Very high potentially, they would like to purchase this product in the future. And you can actually do like co-marketing on Instagram ads or other platforms as well. So I think the differentiation is we are more like a video-driven recommendation system for the brands, but we know live shopping is important. We know people have to shop right there to make it happen. So that feature set is essential for recommendation system to be efficient. What about the uh, the influencer market? Because I, I you know because I asked you the question about you know the hardware required or the talent, and I think some of the objections that I've 
received maybe in the past some other brands that I manage, they're saying, yeah, we get the idea. We've got to find the right technology. Fair enough. Social chat could be that technology, number one. Number two is is compelling offer. And so what is the, what is the campaign you're trying to do? So that's marketing. People can figure that out. But then the other thing is just trying to figure out, well, like where does the talent come from? It's either, either in-house or through an influencer. And so... Do you see that happening often where maybe you're giving uh, a, 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 like an, an influencer access to this technology on behalf of a brand and they say, hey, since you already have a baked in audience and we're willing to give you a commission uh, based on sales of this particular campaign, like, do you think that's one way or an interesting way of enabling a brand to say, hey, to work with influencers to say, hey, we have the underlying technology to help you, social chat, and we're going to, you can just blast it out to your, your, your network, get them to RSVP into it. But then with this baked in audience, they don't do any ads and anything like that, or you don't have to do your own list. They do the outreach because the selfish benefit for the influencer for a brand is that they're there to present the product and talk about it. They already have fans and followers. And hopefully there's going to be some, a lot of conversions because that's how they get paid based on the performance of their live selling event. So just maybe we can unpack that a bit for me. Absolutely. So we specifically build the function that uh, the brands can easily invite the influencer to produce the content for them on the site. They don't have to share any credentials. They just click on the email and they go. And afterwards, exactly to your point, the brand gets exactly how many customers the influencer brought in, how much did they sell, and how many of them are repeating purchasers or new buyers. So all these analytics to determine if they want to hire the influencer again or do they want to try a different kind of influencers. I think this I think this is the the big win that I can see right now because you know just the current ROAS right now is is really challenging with Apple right now after the 14.5 update. You know, we have, we have to manually opt in to be tracked and the answer is mostly no. Um, and knowing that, it's just like it's getting more and more challenging trying trying to find net new customers uh, to your website. And if you do find net new customers, the, the cost per acquisition is quite high. And so this is the feedback that I've been getting. And then you know, potentially downturn to the economy right now. People have to learn to be more creative about how they're acquiring new customers. And it seems to me that if you can find it's easy to find, but find brand ambassadors that really love your product. There's software right now that you can understand the social footprint of your existing customers, um, or there's other different tools and, you know, kind of influencer platforms that can really help you filter and find the right people that could resonate with your target audience, right? But yeah, I think I think this is very interesting because if you give them access to a live selling solution, you're enabling them to say, hey, you know what? Uh, instead of like, you know, a, a set amount of money and, and just putting something, let's get the performance side of it and let's actually run this thing live. I think just having the technology available to these influencers, I think that's where the the true power is because then it goes back into their hands. They really have an unlimited income potential at this point, depending on their size, but they really could make a lot of money and sharing an opportunity uh, with their fans and followers. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly to your point, I think for the brands, it's easier for them to try different channels and different kind of traffic acquisition. And for the influencers, uh, one thing I found out very interesting when I saw my brand partners hiring influencers is I found out a lot of the micro-influencers, they usually don't really get paid what they deserve just because it looks like the follower count is not that high. 
However, the followers are so engaging. So I saw a brand that had this influencer who had, I would call only like 100,000 followers. It's not like a macro influencer, but that person brought in more revenue than the number of followers yeah. she had, which is yeah. beautiful. I'm not surprised, yeah. but that's, that's kind of what I'm hearing too. I don't know, they have micro nano influencers. Yeah, I think, you know, even these smaller audiences under 5,000 people sometimes, they, yeah, they tend to convert better than uh, these larger accounts because they tend, sometimes the larger accounts, and my wife makes this comment, like every second or third post from a large account is them flogging another product, you know, pay to play, pay to play kind of thing. And they're putting it in there and they're doing their thing and probably, there's probably an agency behind it to help them and nudge them along versus a smaller kind of up and coming influencer that's very, engaging um, but very authentic towards you know their smaller group but 5,000 is not small by any stretch but I guarantee the conversion in a lot of cases is higher on these smaller micro nano accounts absolutely and the brains can actually know that for sure I think that's the beauty of doing it on their platform so I'd like to learn a little bit about the future of your of your solution I know you're in the app store right now bunch of five-star reviews so things are starting to come together for you and i think that's exciting that's why i wanted to get you on the show i wanted to make sure i shared the opportunity that you know live selling is uh is a viable option a new channel that you can explore either in-house with your own talent uh like the ceo jumping on right in the living room and a ring light and a camera and off you go um, or the other option is through your uh, influencer uh opportunities and you know hiring them uh and to get access to the platform but i'd like to understand like where's the future headed now for your tools so you're, you've built something that's very functional and has proven its value to the market where do you see it kind of iterating over time yeah i think definitely there are to like i guess two directions i want to make our users can use the, this even easier one is we're rapidly building more and more integrations so it's easier for them to just co-market with all the other tools they already have so we already have the clovio integration and we are like eager to make it easier for them because that's usually the first question they're like frost can i just like plug in everything i already have right now and that's the beauty of the shopify ecosystem as well and two is, uh, I think our core differentiator, as we just talked about, is really our recommendation engine. And that's actually our secret sauce, how our conversion rate is high. So we'll continuously polish it uh, and make it better and better. So when the brand's having more and more content on their side, they will start seeing bigger and bigger difference in the lift. In both the revenue, their user sign up, and just overall conversion rate on their website. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, I'll make sure I put uh, the details to to that uh, in the show notes. Kind of where you're headed, where you're at right now, and then where you're headed into the future. I think that's it's just great that you're truly uh, want to be a partner uh, for for brands. You really want to help them in this kind of emerging channel in North America. So we are near the end of the show for today. But I, uh, and you, you shared a lot of great knowledge and and the value of kind of why live selling is a great opportunity, either in house or you know externally through uh, through your influencer network. Are there, are there any insights or any takeaways that you would like to leave with our listeners? Yeah, so if anything, I would uh, say, I think that's also the core of Shopify. Try to invite your customers to your store, wherever you are doing any efforts, like in this case, either live or content marketing, instead of like really putting all this amazing content and amazing experience you have on the other platforms. 
because sometimes your users may not even find where your store is and really enjoy the full shopping journey on the store you really put efforts to build. Yeah. I love that. So where do you want to send everybody today? So they see the value in, in live selling and they want to kick the tires a bit about learning more about social chat. Um, where should our visitors go? Yeah, please come to socialchat.ai slash fastlane, uh, socialchat.ai slash fastlane. And then we'll have all the information there uh, that's related to today's content and also how to easily one click install our app and try it out. Mm, lovely. I know we, we did speak just before recording today and I understand that you would like to share an offer. I think there's a originally there, I think there's a 30 day free trial in the Shopify app store, but there's a little extra extra bonus for Fastlane listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So not only we will bump your free trial to be two weeks longer, but we also will bump the limit of events you can run from two events to five events. So you can gain the full experience to try out the product to see if uh, the video shopping is the future of your store, which I definitely hope so. I believe that's going to be the case. So 45 day free trial, uh, five events now. So that's more than enough time to actually take it for a real serious spin. Think about a product or a pain that your product is solving uh, for the marketplace and get out there and create a campaign and actually try it out. I think it's totally worth, it's worth investigating because I mean, my thought is here is you don't know what you don't know. And I think downloading the app is there's no cost to you at all. At least get it into your store and then see how can we potentially drive some more awareness and consideration and then obviously conversions uh, through live video. And I think um, this is a great opportunity. So, you know, thanks uh, Frost for getting on this recording. I know we bounced our calendars quite a bit to make this recording work today and you know the work from home thing is kind of crazy still but I'm glad that we're able to uh, get on this recording and uh, you know thanks so much for you know sharing your knowledge and your vision thanks for building this I wish you tremendous uh, success uh, into the future with this solution I know it uh, sounds like it's a very impactful platform that you're building and uh, at the end of the day I just really uh, want brands to say that there is technology available in new channels and I believe that uh, you know social chat really is going down that right journey of wanting to help. So I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much, Steve. It was really good talking to you. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you personally for being a loyal listener of e-commerce Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms all with my personal goal to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company powered by Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.